0: So I'm going to be reading from Luke 2, verses 8 to 20. And in the same region, there were shepherds out in the field, keeping watch over their flock by night. And an angel of the Lord appeared to them, and the glory of the Lord shone around them, and they were filled with great fear. And the angel said to them, Fear not, for behold, I bring you good news of great joy that will be for all the people. For unto you is born this day in the city of David a Saviour, who is Christ the Lord.
1: There is so much good news packed into that passage, so much good news packed into the Christmas story, but I'd just like to take a few minutes now not to talk about all of it, but to hone in again on that particular message that the angels brought to the shepherds and we've seen it dramatized and now we've heard it read to us from Luke's gospel as well. I wonder how many of us can relate to the shepherds especially in that drama earlier on, in feeling like sometimes maybe Christmas has come to the wrong address. Perhaps you feel like Christmas has definitely come to your neighborhood, and maybe it's come to your house, and it's going on all around you in a flurry of Christmas lights and wrapping paper and buble on endless repeat. But maybe in the midst of it all, you're not really sure that it's for you. You're not really sure it includes you. Perhaps you feel just too busy to get on board with it properly this year. Perhaps you feel like you've outgrown it, that it's lost the magic that it used to hold for you when you were younger. Or perhaps you feel like you don't deserve it, that maybe there's too much mess in your life right now for you really to enjoy it. Maybe you look on and you think, God, if you're there and if this has anything to do with you, I'm just not sure you've got the right address In involving me. Here I am even at a carol service, but I feel like an outsider, an imposter, someone for whom the message of Christmas surely cannot be intended. Well, if you feel even a little bit like that this evening, welcome to the world of the shepherds. In Luke's account that Mim just read from, we're told that the shepherds' first response to the unfolding events of Christmas was to be filled with great fear with great fear, and that's understandable, because when you're, I imagine, working up on a dark hillside, doing your sort of regular day job or night job, watching your sheep, and all of a sudden you're interrupted by a host of 10,000 bright shining angels, well, no wonder they were afraid. But surely, as we saw in the drama, some of their shock and fear was bound up just in sheer surprise, that such an important set of events could have anything to do with them. They really were the most unlikely bunch of people for God to send this world-changing, angelic announcement to. We tend, of course, to think that the shepherds were the obvious choice because we're so used to hearing the Christmas story. The shepherds are central characters, we think. They're, They're rugged and they're impressive. They're the most popular character. All the kids want to be a shepherd and... I don't think that's just because of the ease of finding a tea towel and, uh, and a dressing gown to wear. Who wouldn't choose to be one of the shepherds? They're pretty cool characters, aren't they? But in the back in the time and the place that we've just been reading about, shepherds really weren't cool. I'm sorry, guys, whoever came, guys and girls, whoever came dressed as a shepherd this evening, shepherds weren't cool. They were... The invisible ones, they were looked down on and thought little of and generally considered to be very unimportant. The kind of people you'd either pass on the street and not even notice or maybe the kind of people you'd cross the street to avoid because of the way they looked or smelt or inappropriately behaved. You'd be hard pushed to find a more unlikely bunch of people for God to send his angelic messengers to with an announcement of such importance. Now, I don't know about you, but when an authority figure appears out of nowhere to talk to me, I immediately assume I'm in trouble. Maybe that says more about me than anyone else. I think maybe my brake lights aren't working, or I failed to settle a bill that I ought to have paid, or I've gone the wrong way around the supermarket aisles. It's bad enough when the policeman or the bank manager or the security guard is sent to have a word with me what must the shepherds have thought when a whole army of angels turn up with a message from God himself for them no wonder they were terrified Uh, honestly I think they must have thought we've had it we're doomed it surely can't be good if God himself is wanting to come and have a word with us through his angels And then maybe, perhaps, it was an even greater shock still when they heard the message that the angels had come to deliver to them. Here's what the angels said. Fear not. Fear not, for behold, I bring you good news of great joy that will be for all the people. Fear not, says the angel. I'm not here to reprimand you. I'm here to bring you good news of great joy. Don't you just love that headline for their message? I love that it's not just news. It's not just good news. It's not just good news of joy, but it's good news of great joy that they've come to bring to this bunch of nobodies out on a hillside above Bethlehem. Let's pause there for a moment. Let me ask you a question that maybe. Uh, you've already heard a lot over the last few weeks. What would you most like for Christmas? What would you most like for Christmas? It's a question we often get asked, isn't it, by our relatives and our friends? Maybe you've had people on the phone. Uh, I've had my mum calling me up, asking me, "What would you like for Christmas?" Uh, it's a question we ask a lot at this time of year. So, what would you like? What can I get you? Have you written a list? What can I bring you? What can I give you? The, the thing is, we're not always entirely honest with the answer, are we, when we get asked? We're, we're measured and we're careful. We don't actually tell people what we'd most like because it'd probably be something far too big or expensive or maybe something that money itself couldn't buy. So we make sure that we ask for something manageable, for something that probably comes within the region of 20 pounds or under from Amazon or Argos and Something that's small enough to fit in the boot of the car when they come to visit us. We make sure we ask for something manageable. We politely lower our expectations and, we, uh, and just ask for what we feel it's okay to ask for. But what if all the limits were off? What if God was the one asking you the question, what would you most like this Christmas? What would you ask for if you could literally ask for anything? Well, let me suggest, I don't believe there's anything better that we could ask for than this gift that the angels are here announcing, this gift of news, so good that it promises immeasurable and unending great joy to all who receive it. Now, perhaps you, perhaps you hear the promise of this gift, you hear all of this, and you just think to yourself, well... That's all very well for a certain kind of person, for a religious person, for an older person or a younger person, for a person without my history or my baggage. But what could all of this talk of good news, of great joy at Christmas, what could that possibly have to do with me? But did you notice who the angels say this good news of great joy is intended for? Not just for this person or this person, for the person sat in front of you or the person sat behind you, it's good news for all the people. This message is intended for you and for me and for everyone who's willing to listen to it. Now I wonder how many of us here still tune into the Queen's speech on Christmas Day. Uh, You can do a show of hands because I cannot see a thing from up here, so... It's a, it's a secret, but hands up. Who still listens to the Queen's Speech on Christmas Day? Wow. I'm shocked. How unpatriotic. Okay, we still do. It's a big tradition in our house. Okay, but whether you tune into the Queen's Speech or not, the Queen's Speech is intended for a pretty vast audience. It's a message intended not just, not just for all of the citizens of our own nation. feel slightly ashamed now that you're not watching or listening, but it's intended for many of the Commonwealth nations as well. So the Queen's speech is intended for hundreds of millions of people across the world. But God's Christmas message is intended for an even bigger audience. God's Christmas Day speech, his announcement of good news, of great joy, is intended for all people. It's intended for us all, so that however detached or despondent you might have grown to feel about Christmas, however much you right now feel excluded from its true meaning, the God who made you and loves you is telling you here in Luke 2, this good news of Christmas is intended for you as well. As we heard in the video, there was a great line, All people are welcome to know heaven's joy. And it's good news of great joy that isn't just limited to Christmas either. It holds the promise of bringing real joy into our lives 365 days a year. Well, the final question we have to ask this evening is what news could possibly be this good? That it could be good news for everyone and that it could bring such great joy. What gift could God give that would do that what gift could God give that could make you and I profoundly and eternally happy well here is what the angel said for unto you is born this day in the city of David a savior who is Christ the Lord and this will be a sign for you you will find a baby wrapped in swaddling cloths and lying in a manger God's good news of great joy is all wrapped up in a birth. And the true and unending joy of Christmas is found in realising and knowing for yourself the person who was in that manger. The person in that manger. He, Jesus, has the unique potential to bring immeasurable joy to all people, including every one of us here this evening, because he has a very special status He has a very special identity because of who he is and what he came to accomplish because he is a saviour who is Christ the Lord. And the question I want to leave you with this evening is, do you know him? Do you know what's so special about him? Do you know why it is that the greatest gift that God could ever give you The greatest joy he could ever impart to you is found in the gift of this saviour, Jesus. The shepherds' minds must have still been reeling after they'd witnessed not only what was probably the greatest uh, choral performance in the history of the world, but even more importantly after they'd pondered the message that the angels had brought to them. As they pondered this news of great joy for all the people, there must have been so much that didn't make sense to the shepherds yet. But they grasped at least enough to know they had to look into it and discover it for themselves. Just enough to take a break from the busyness, from watching their flocks by night, to bound down the hillside to Bethlehem to see for themselves this thing that had happened, which the Lord had made known to them. Have you perhaps at least seen and heard enough to know that you need to look into it and discover more of it for yourself? Now granted there's no hillside for us to bound down this evening, although you might find one on the way home if that helps. Uh, But there's no physical manger to be discovered. But God has not left us without a sure and certain way to discover these things that have happened This promise of good news that Luke's gospel has this evening made known to us. It's this good news of great joy that we explore here every Sunday morning. And you would be so welcome to join us at any of our Sunday morning services in the new year to come and hear more about God's great gift of a saviour. But we'd also like this evening to extend to you a special invitation for something that you can do even from the comfort of your own home. Uh, It's a brand new three-week course that we're going to be running in January called Hope Explored. It's an online course that takes just an hour a week for three weeks looking at the life, death and resurrection of Jesus, this good news. And it's a course for those who don't know anything about Jesus and it's also a wonderful refresher for those who do know something. It's a course that above all else shows that Christianity is about real hope about a joyful expectation for the future based on true events in the past which can change everything about our lives here and now in the present. So on your way out, if you're interested, please take a postcard or contact us. Check out our website to find out more. And while we're all pondering that glorious great good news, let me invite us all to stand now as we sing together our final two carols of the evening. Please stand.